I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. There is no one else like you. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. There is no one, there is no one else like I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. was announced earlier, but uh, some people were not in the church, so we continue to announce it. The good news, we have a new member. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I Cantina just got information through to us that a brand new baby girl is now among us. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. So to God be the glory. Sent a text to us. It is here. Amen. And we thank God for his goodness and for his mercy. Amen. Right. And um, today is Father's Day. And I want to acknowledge all the wonderful fathers of this church. Amen. Hallelujah. As we are speaking now, many of them are driving down from Flagstaff and other places. They've taken their children out to have fun throughout the week. That is what a father should be. Amen. And I particularly want to thank this church, the members of this church. We really have any negative news of the fathers. Put your hands together for the Lord, everybody. Very rare do we have any negative news. Believe me, if there is any, I will hear about it. 
and there is very few, if any, once in a while. So that is something to give God glory for, amen? It is the Lord's doing. I've been in places where it's like everywhere there is problem, there is complaint about the Father, about this. Everything you can think of happens. But God has blessed us with men that are men. Amen? True men of God. Fathers that love their children and love their wife and love the Lord. So for this I say thank you fathers. We will honor you guys today. I took a peek at the banquet hall and it's been decorated just for you guys. So I think that some good things is on the way. Amen? Blessed be the name of the Lord. So this is an appreciation to the Father of all fathers, our Father who is at in heaven. Amen? I say, hallow be thy name. Amen? As we just give glory to him, who is our true and only Father, our Lord God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, I want to say thank you, Father, for being a good Father to each and every one of us, that when we are dead in sin, you sent your only Son, Jesus Christ, to come and die for us. What a wonderful Father you are. Our Father, our Father who art in heaven, Amen. Hello, ah, brother James, can you put up that drum for me, please? Our Father, our Father. Can we stand on our feet and just honor him for a second here, everybody? Amen. Hello, be thine Our Father, our Father. tribute to you this day, Lord. 
as the best of the best. Thank you for being our Father. Hallowed be thy name, Lord. Now, as we dive into your word this morning, bring your blessings to be as a Father. There are many in this house, Lord, in this place, that is looking up to you for something. A hard desire to be fulfilled, Lord. Grant this day, Lord, that we may be joyful. Grant Jehovah God the petitions of your people. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thank you, thank you, everybody. Let's be seated. Hallelujah. To God be the glory. Um, we are going to complete on our uh, series of teaching we studied quite a while ago, Conflict and Resolution. We've preached part one, part two, part three, and part four is today, and that will be the end of this series. Um, maybe if God leads me as I hope, I may write a book on this particular issue because of some responses have been received and also because of the need for an uh, issue on conflict and the way it is being resolved in the household of faith or even in the world. Conflict and resolution part four is today. And today is advising as counselors of peace. Advising as counselors of peace. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We are not going to go into detail of part one or two or three. It is in our portal. It is also in my personal portal in YouTube, Pastor Emmanuel Oba, to see uh, some of the messages there. Uh, so you can go to jmichurch.com or you can go to Pastor Emmanuel Oba at YouTube and see some of the series or some of the things that is posted there. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So today is part four of this uh, series, Conflicts and Resolution, part four. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Let us read quickly Proverbs chapter 12, verse 20. Proverbs 12, verse 20. Amen? Let's read together. Deceit is in the heart of them that imagine evil. But to the counselors of peace, there is joy. Amen? Deceit is in the heart of those that imagine evil. But to them that are counselors of peace, there is peace and joy. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Uh, brethren, it, it is touching because uh, some of the things I will say today is some of the stuff I've noticed, I've seen, has even affected me earlier in life. And... Uh, it is painful to say that, yes, there are people that will advise you. And let me say that among us all here this morning, virtually every one of us at one point or the other have advised somebody. If I should ask, probably within the last week, you have counseled or advised somebody in one thing or the other. And some of this advice we receive are not 
season are not according to God's word. And many a times we give this advice not knowing the impact that it will have in the life of the person we are sowing the seed of advice. Advice is a very important issue and should not be taken for granted. But virtually everybody in the house of the Lord is qualified to give advice because God has granted us his gift of guidance through the counselor, which is the Holy Spirit. But at times we give advice that is flippantly thrown out without consideration of the cost of effect or the consequences of the advice we give. Especially when we talk of marriage advice. Especially when we talk of every aspect of our life that may have an impact in years to come. And so we just took out this advice without considering the effect or thinking through it. I myself, I believe, I have failed in this area in the past until I start to realize that the thing that I say to people will have impact on them. So I need to measure my word. I need to run it through the word of God. I need to think through it before giving certain advices. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now we are talking of advice that has way in it. Not talking of somebody asking you, how do I do my hair today? That's something different. You can answer differently. Or how do I, uh, my clothes today, what do you think I should wear? That's easy. But when we talk of things that will affect people today in America, you will not believe it that there is in the church many children that are not going to be saying happy Father's Day to their father because their father is not there. Not because the father is dead or in jail or anything like that, but have moved away. And you may ask why did they move away? Some of them by the counsels of their friends. Even among the church, counsels of friends, family, counsels of your co-workers, counsel you get from people on TV, counsel you get from whatever. And some of these people, some of these things are agents even in the church. I won't be saying it if I haven't noticed and seen it. Some of these people are agents that the enemy has planted for one and one reason or to destroy your marriage, to destroy your life, to destroy your peace. And many of us does not measure what we are getting. We apply it without thinking through it. In part three, we say that at the end, you have to own any advice you receive. It is now yours. You own it in the sense that if you apply it, it is yours. No matter who advised you, whether they are apostle or prophet or a member of the church or your best gear friend or your best man friend or whatever it is, if you receive it, it is now yours. but also what to those who will deliberately plant the seed of discord in another woman's house. 
I say woe to those who will deliberately plant the seed of discord in another woman's or a man's house in order to destroy them, in order to sow seed of discord, in order to bring them to misery. God is not happy with you. You are a wicked person. And I have seen this. Something that is not working well for you. Something that you know you have made an error and a mistake. And you are reaping the fruit or the dividend of those mistakes. You go and counsel your sister, your girlfriend to do the same thing. That is evil. That is not godly. You should be telling that person, don't do that. Don't make my own mistake. Don't make my own error. Don't follow after my own way. But no, because at times misery seeks company. You draw others to your own misery. That is wrong. We have to be counselors of peace. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Somebody say amen. amen. There are what we call solicited and unsolicited advice. The greatest advice you can give anybody who is a believer, first and foremost, or unbeliever, is to accept Lord Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior if you are going to counsel the person. And the greatest advice you can give to a believer who came to you for counseling or you are giving unsolicited advice so that the greatest to run this race, run it unto the end, looking unto Jesus Christ the author and finisher of our faith. And to counsel this person, first and foremost, like Mary, counsel those people that they say, whatever he said unto you, do what? Do it. Blessed be the name of the Lord. When you set this tempo, the, 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 the standard on this, that whatever the word of God says, you go ahead and Today we are going to look at some of this stuff and by God's grace, hopefully it will help you. You know, I looked at the Bible and I saw some great advice, counselors that people have given to one another and it gladdens me. I wish we can follow such examples. I will only name maybe one or two. A young, small girl who was taken as a slave, rooted, uprooted from her family was taken into another kingdom of Syria. And noticing that her master and her mistress are due to sickness. An evil sickness was afflicted upon this man, the captain of the host of Syria. He counseled the mistress and said, do you know in my kingdom where you guys stole me from? brought me here against my will. There is a man of God that you can go there and he will heal the husband of this sickness. They believe the word of this young girl, maybe 12, 13 years old or less. And the king, and this uh, captain of the host packed his bag and baggages and went to Israel Coming there, expected the prophet to come and do what? Heal him. Probably came with his entourage. 
hundreds of military people parading and stuff coming in style. But the prophet just told him, go and wash in the river. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He became furious and said, what insult is this? Don't I have a better river in my country to wash on? I could go anywhere and wash. How can washing in river remove my leprosy and stuff? And he did not heed. But then, a counselor of peace spoke to him. If they had told you to do mighty things, go kill a lion with your bare hand, you'll probably do that, right? Yes. If they had told you to go conquer a kingdom or whatever, you'll do it. Why don't you just listen to this simple advice? Blessed be the name of the Lord. They were. He listened, went and dived into the river and came out pure after seven times. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That is what counselor is about, to bring peace and restoration into people's lives. In the same way, we see people who will counsel others to their own destruction. They know what is good for you. They will not tell you because if I tell you what is good for you, you might be better than me. That is evil. But it happens. They know it is not good for you, but they will counsel you to fall into the snare. They themselves have found themselves, even in the household of faith. That is evil. When you have to counsel, you must know that you are a counselor, you are an advisor of peace. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. So don't take giving any advice or counseling for granted. If you are not qualified on the topic, or you are not emotionally balanced to suggest or even to counsel somebody, excuse yourself. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Tell them, sister, maybe you should go to another person. If you are a pastor, tell them to go somewhere else for this kind that you are not qualified. Rather than telling people, digging a pit for your brother or sister, you may say here, how can that be because you are in heart. But I can tell you that this has happened. I've witnessed it myself. People sitting in a pit, telling the person who come to them to go fall into that pit. That is pure wrong. You are to take counseling not for granted, but serious. Blessed be the name of the Lord. This person coming to you is at a critical point in their life where they are hearing a lot of voices. Confusion. It is a serious issue for them. Whether I should go left or right, front or back. And after all, because nobody really wants to wash their dirty laundry in public, it takes a lot from you as an individual to come to this instance and say, Emmanuel didn't need any help. And I start telling you the problem I'm having. The things it may, it, 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 it's hurting me. And then after that, after I open myself to you, you know that your word may have an impact and consequences in my life. Deliberately told me to go jump inside the pit, that that's the way. You may say, well, it's up to me at the end of the day to own up to it. But I'm telling you, Ahithophel counseled a son about a war with his father. 
and God turned it around and destroyed his own very life. I don't pray for that for all, any of us. But don't deliberately try to destroy another man's family, another woman's family. Because the arrow you are shooting may come back to hit you also. I pray that that will never be our portion in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen? Now, I want you to know that good people can give bad advice. Quote, good people, good pastor, good prophet, good uh, whatever, friend, good mother-in-law, good father-in-law, good sister, good brother, good uncle or whatever, can give bad advice. You don't just come to people and assume because I'm a pastor that my advice will be no. You have to wait. Good people can give bad advice. Mostly because at times they have personal interest. Or like we said in part three, they have a blind spot. Or they have some situation that they have been through. And this one I see among women, especially the younger generation among themselves. Where somebody have seen or been through a situation and based on their situation, they cancel the other person. Without knowing that situation differs depending on individual condition or other circumstances. And then there's also this situation among parents when their children who are married come to them. They take side immediately. They become good people giving bad advice to their daughter because they are what? Having blind thoughts. After all, it's my daughter. After all, it is my son. Therefore, my son-in-law or my daughter-in-law must be bad. How can this be happening? It is not my daughter's without seeing or looking or thinking through to give counsel that will salvage the situation. They actually instigate the destruction of the family. I was a witness to one that ended up in destruction in death in murdering one another. Because one person in the family cannot see the point of the other person and does not weigh it and continue instigating one part of the family, this man and wife, until the other one stupidly went for destruction and they destroy their family. They destroy everything they have. Their children were left because they wind up in jail and mother is dead. But majority of the problem was done on the council of the mother-in-law. Not that she's a bad person, but she cannot detach herself enough to see that this thing is not right. Let me come out truthfully and tell my daughter that what you are doing is wrong so that there can be solution. I pray that that will never be our portion in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. As a counselor, you have to look at every aspect of things 
We're going to come to that soon. No, Sarah was a very good person. But she also had a blind spot. And she canceled her husband. Because they are going through a very difficult situation in their life. 25 years of promise. 10 years into it, nothing has happened. He believed that this, my counseling, will be a wise or better solution. He told the husband, husband probably looked at the benefit and stuff, Abraham, and jumped into it. But the thing that God has said his word, and nothing will make God to retract or change. He is forever the same. And so, this good woman, wonderful daughter of God, gave counsel to the husband that till today, world is still going through the consequences of that counsel. Because he produced Ishmael. If two Christians come to you, or one Christian come to you, a husband or a wife, to counsel about something that is happening in the family, you have to weigh the word of God first and foremost. The teaching started from Matthew chapter 15, Matthew 18, 15. The teaching we are doing today started from 18, 15. Can you open 18, 15? Moreover, if your brother shall trespass against you, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. If he shall hear thee, you have gained thy brother. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So a wife suddenly run to you, or a husband suddenly run to you and start saying things about what the wife has done or what the husband has done. The thing you have to go back is to this word of God. Sister, brother, have you discussed this thing with your husband? Have you discussed this with your wife? I'm surprised to know that there is a certain thing that is boiling under for months, for weeks, for months, for years. And have not really been discussed between the two. And this has been tormenting the family to the point that you brought it to another third person without first bringing it to the person consigned or the accused person. You need to redirect the person to go back to the world. Blessed be the name of the Lord. A white lady, a Caucasian, came to me and told me something the husband was doing. And this thing has created problems for the family for a long time. After listening, I usually want, because the Bible says in the presence of two or three witnesses, let every, we're going to go into that in 16. Go to verse 16 again. Go to 16. But if you will not hear thee, then take with thee one or two that is that in the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word might be established. So the first thing is gain your brother, gain your sister, gain your wife, gain your bestie friend, gain a church pastor for us by going to them directly to say, here is what you are doing that is creating problem in my mind. And you'll be surprised that this person may have a simple solution or reason why they are doing it that two of you can resolve without opening or putting your laundry to the third or fourth person. 
dirty laundry as the saying goes. So you need to talk to your husband first. You need to talk to your wife first. It's only when they did not listen that the Bible said do what? Take another person. You can then approach another person and say, here is what is going on. I've spoken to my wife, he wouldn't listen. I've spoken to my husband, he wouldn't listen. You are not entitled to go to this second level. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So when this lady came and said this to me, I told the husband and us to meet. We went somewhere, three of us, and I said, this is what? And he said, why did she not tell me? That's his first language. I did, why, why didn't she just tell me this? It did not occur to me to have asked her, did you talk to your husband? That was years ago. No, she has not. And that's why I mentioned in part two, I said, do you expect your husband or your wife to be a mind reader? Do you expect them to know everything? Was watching this in the other day. A young lady said, well, I want to be romanticized or whatever they call it. Say, well, the friend said, how? He said, the problem I'm having with my, my boyfriend is because he doesn't do this, he doesn't do this. And, and the lady said, in that thing I watched, say, did you discuss that with him? He said, no, that will take out the essence of it. What do you mean, take out the essence? That means the fun of it, the surprise of it, I want to be surprised, I want to be treated this way. Only that the man is not treating you that way because he doesn't know or he doesn't care or whatever. You can also open your mouth and discuss what you want. That's why God gave you this mouth. Not to yab on the phone all the time. Not to crack things with everything. But to discuss things with people you love. With your children. With your, with your friends. With anybody that you need to discuss, open your mouth and see what actually is going on. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And you'll be surprised that the solution is there. But when the solution is not there, then you can go to somebody else. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen? Amen? Maybe some people are not doing this, so they are <laughs> not saying amen. Say amen in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Advice must be given in love. There are a lot of angry, bitter, delusional people out there. A lot. Angry, bitter people out there. Even among the household. And this thing is so deep-rooted that it will take God to dig it out of them. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So you go to such person, they may just push what they have into you. Now, and if you are bitter and angry and delusional, disqualify yourself from counseling another person on the same issue. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Tell them at this point, I don't think I am qualified to counsel you. Because you're only going to push what you have into them. And some people will just swallow whatever you dish to them and apply it to their own destruction. Don't do that. 
Your advice must be God-oriented advice or counsel. What do I mean by God-oriented? Go to Colossians chapter 3 verse 13. Colossians 3 13. Colossians 3 13. Forbearing one another. Read with me first, everybody. Forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man has a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. Many people, especially bestie friends, don't go to this level. This is the God-given solution at the end of the day in everything. It doesn't matter what anybody has done to you. We may try to diffuse it, resolve it, so forth. At the end of the day, there have to be forgiveness. At the end of the day, you have to learn to forbear one another. There is no two way about it because we are human beings and we are such a way that we just attach ourselves to some of these things that is hard to let go. But you have to come to the point that you must forgive. And if anybody is counseling you, and I have seen this, I mentioned it before, quote, show him paper. I don't know if you know what that means. My language, that means, how do you put it in a, this thing? I mean, treat him in such a way that <laughs> he will see uh, stars in the, in the daytime. Uh -uh. Give him a very, very hard... That is a girlfriend is uh, telling another girlfriend. That is useless. He's this and that. So the solution is give him a very, very hard time. I, no, just do things in such a way that his life will be miserable. If the counseling, if the advice does not lead to peace, if it's not counseling you to forbear one another because at the end of the day, that nice book, I will read it one day, that men are from another planet, which were Mars, and the women are from Venus. I've had good things about it. In other words, that we have different characteristics. We have certain things that is imbued in us that is at times hard to figure one another out. There are certain things till today my wife will look at and scratch her head about me even though we live for this many days. The same thing I say, God, how can somebody live with so much dress in the house? Blessed be the name of the Lord. My God, how can somebody wear so many white? What feet do you need all these shoes for? You are still buying more. But that is what makes the person what they are. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I know one brother, uh, the wife dresses so well all the time. He told me he has three pairs of shoes, one black, one brown, and one this thing. And anything outside that, no, not for me. That is him. I say, your wife, you have to say, my wife buys for both of us. The one I should have, she's just buying so many because she likes to dress very well. That is him. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And there are many people like that. 
our individual constitution is different between a man and a woman. So now, for us to live together, we have to compromise. That is what they call forbearing one another. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Not compromise, not to solve situation, but to understand one another. There are just certain things that a man is different from a woman and a woman from a man. I know today that is not the norm talking because today they have the, I don't know half of it. Some that doesn't know whether they are a man, some doesn't know whether they are a woman, some are both, some are different, some are X, some are Y, some are Z. It's a word of confusion. May God have mercy on us in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen? So now, you have to teach in counseling, in discussing with this important aspect of forbearing and forgiving one another. Don't ever advise your son not to forgive wife. That this is an unforgivable situation. Or vice versa, advise your daughter not to forgive. Bible said it here that the important part of our conflict and resolution is forbearing one another and doing what? Forgiving one another. And he gave us the reason. If any man has a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you personally with your multitude of sins and iniquities, say, even as he forgave you, learn also to do the same. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now, brethren, I was saying in the there's a lot of places that voices that come to people at this point. That when somebody opens up themselves and come to you, you have to treat it with respect. You have to learn to go to God and bring that person body before God. Some of them can be resolved spiritually. Some of them by the word of your advice. But virtually everything, everything that people bring to you, run it through God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Ask the Lord, how do I counsel on this? Ask the Lord, how do you direct my footsteps so I don't make the situation worse, but better. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So now today, people go out and there are these voices, so many ton of them. I miss, the other day I made a joke, but it's true. One lady, I've forgotten her name, one of the movie actors or actresses and stuff, uh, and she has married like, I don't know, four times, and like one million relationships she has run from one man to the other. And the other day, she was giving a marriage advice, counseling to people. And I asked myself, what is she going to tell anybody if she has divorced so many times, virtually every other day she's divorcing and doing things, and she's still counseling people. But this is what is out there in the TV for people. This is also what is at times even among your friends. They chat and discuss and talk among themselves and they tell you all this stuff. I want you that go to part three of the teaching and see where to go to for advice. Blessed be the name of the Lord that they will not read you astray. Amen? If somebody comes to you, you need to get a witness. Never you discuss or finalize only with one person. 
you must ask for the other person either to be present or at least to hear from their own side of the uh, story or their, 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 what they have, they are saying. Why is it necessary? The Bible did say it in 1816 of Matthew in the mouth of two or three witnesses. Now, the person comes to you and starts saying, uh, Brother Emmanuel did this. Brother Emmanuel did that. And you say, okay, let's ask Brother Emmanuel. And they say, no, I don't want you to ask Brother Emmanuel. What does that tell you? They are making allegation that they cannot verify, prove, or substantiate. And I have seen that. What do you come to me for and... I'm making an accusation that I have to judge somebody, give you, tell you what to do without allowing me to talk to this other person. It is not biblical. Therefore, if your girlfriend starts telling you things about the husband, or your boy, man, friend starts to tell you you are saying about the other person, ask them, can I ask your husband? Can I ask your wife about these things? Can we make it a threesome discussion here? It is important that you do that so that you can hear the other side of the story. Somebody came and was telling every fabulous information that you can believe, can think of. But then later on when there was, you find out that half of it was not true. It is a hearsay from the other person that she brought together and compiled against this individual that is a spouse. And in the face of the spouse cannot substantiate it. It is all falsehood. So don't go advising people just based on one witness. The Bible says you have to take, bring the other person that's accused, especially if it is in the household of faith. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now, the only condition you can waive that is if the other person is not interested, the other person doesn't want to answer to your call, doesn't want to be part of it. In other words, they have waived their rights then you can cancel one person based on that. If not, you should be able to get everybody involved. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Counseling, as we are rounding up, is not for pacification. Pacification meaning take it, just keep living with it. I mentioned in part two, I said no. There has to be a resolution. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The path that we are to do is to diffuse the situation, to resolve the situation, and to restore God's will into that situation. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Never pacification. Because people tend to sweep things under the carpet and want to leave it there. Or they tell you to sweep it under the carpet and leave it there. That doesn't really bring any solution. After some time, it will come up again, worse than before. So we need to bring things that is happening to the table. And we need to look at it, pray about it, and counsel based on what the evidence says. And do not shy away from telling people the truth, even though it may hurt them. Or even though they will be angry with you. Don't say, because I want to please my friend. I want to please my brother. I want to please that woman who gives more money than the husband to the church. I don't want to say anything that will hurt her and then she leaves. And then you go and say things 
to please her, not to please God. I don't care who you are. When you are counseling people, you have to, at the end of the day, do this. Make it known that you are out there to be a counselor of peace. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now, brethren, let us think seriously about this moving forward from now. When I caught myself with some of these mistakes, I have to think twice. Physically stops in some cases until I know that I can be able to do things biblical way I start studying about it. Part one, two, three, four of this conflict and resolution, not just for you alone, it's also for me. Because God has given me a ministry of conciliation between people. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We don't have too much problem in this church. We thank God for that. But outside there in the community, we have a lot. And I'm a part of a big, big large community here. And there are a lot of things going on in the community that at times you won't believe how far things have gone. And everybody dresses up and come out and party and have fun and stuff. But within, there is a boiling fire in the home, in the house, and at times it takes a little spark for the gunpowder to go off. But for the intervention of the Holy Spirit, blessed be the name of the Lord. So let us learn to pray. As we stand on our feet this morning, let us learn to pray about people that come to us for whatever reason. Giving advice can be fulfilling and at times it can be painful. When you are a counselor of peace, believe me, expect to be attacked because the demons of hell does not want you making peace. Amen? You will even be attacked People will say things you haven't said or done things you haven't done because the enemy will attack you for it. Apostle Paul have to reject some counsel. So don't be angry when people do not take your counseling at times. People came to Paul and said, look, dude, don't go to Jerusalem because if you go, they will tie you, they will bind you, they will throw you to jail. And this is coming from prophets. And what they are saying is, thus say the Lord. And those are things that come to pass. But then he looked and said, no, I'm going anywhere. He said, what? I am going because I set my mind to go. So when you counsel people and they don't take advice, don't be offended with them. You've done your part. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen? Amen. So he rejected the advice of people according to God's will. Later on, he also gave counsel to people according to God's will. In the ship, I said, don't set from this port because we are going to have problems along the way. So let's not, but they didn't listen. And so they went and just when the whole ship was to be destroyed, the angel of the Lord came to tell him, hey, I will preserve the life of these people who refuse your counsel, refuse your advice just because of you. Blessed be the name of the Lord. What am I saying? When you are a counselor of peace, expect some rejection. You are not God. Don't go offended and flying high and becoming bitter because, oh, he didn't listen to me. Well, it'd be a reason. Maybe God wants them to do that part. Do your part and leave it to God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And continue giving glory to God. As I said, the best of best advice always is to call people to Jesus Christ. Whenever you have people, use it as an opportunity 
to expand the kingdom of God. Let's say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If you are watching this morning, by many parts of the world, this Gospel Mission International, and you have issues on this conflict and resolution, we advise you to go and watch the part one, part two, part three, and then this four on conflict and resolution. And the Lord bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the blessing. Thank you for the revelations and the guidance you've given us through this series. We give you all the glory. Let it make impact on the life of people. Let it be a blessing to those who will hear, even now and in time to come. Let them learn from it and let them be able to resolve those situations that the enemy has brought into their family, that there will be peace in the household of faith. Receive all the glory, Lord. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen.